Welcome back to another episode of It's All Geek to Me. My name is Trey. And I am Tim. Here we're discussing some board games today. Some of our favorites, some of our uh, games we maybe grew up with, maybe some uh, games we want to play more of. It's going to be an all board game episode today because uh, I guess you can say we're bored over here. But um, because <laughs> you know, it's all geek to me. If it's a comic book or a comic movie, it's all geek to me. If it's some sort of game or a show on TV, it's all geek to me. If it's a play or ballet, I agree. If it's a kind of dinosaur, a beach, or a tree, it's all. It's just all geek to me. Right, we're we're back talking about board games. I think we've only actually done one episode on board games in the two years we've been doing this, close to two years. Yeah, I mean, I think we've done like two or two. I think we've done two. Definitely not more than that, All though. Right. I think I could be definitely wrong though. I mean, board games are kind of hard sometimes because you know, it's not as you much visualize. Yeah, there's not as much to, like analyze as like movies and shows and games you know it's kind of like oh that board game's fun that board game's fun but i do love board <laughs> games they're so cool i love playing board <laughs> games my my family gets very tired of me asking to play board games so i love board games it's a great time oh yeah same i i get into kicks with board games where that's all i want to do at night yeah and then there's then i get into kicks where it's like video games or then there's books and movies it's just it's another genre of geekiness like yeah i just bounce from one to another it's yeah um, I'm, I'm the same way like i'll have i'll go through kicks where i'm like every night i'm playing apex and just like yeah let's go and then every like in a couple months every night i'm watching a movie or and then a couple months every night i'm like watching i'm binging some tv show it just you know yeah. it varies in shifts and we know board games as we talk about them it, it can be boring sometimes However, nah, I'd get we're going to keep it lighthearted. Bored. We're going to uh, talk about some games that we we just love and games that we go back to all the time. So hopefully you guys maybe will get some new ideas of board games that you can try out. Or yeah. maybe we'll touch on one that you grew up with. Um, so stick with us. But, man, I... I don't know about you. Do you use um why can't I think of it already? Board Game Geek. Do you use Board Game Geek a lot? I've never heard of Board Game Geek. Oh, dang. <laughs> board Game Geek is a website um basically all about board games. That's cool. And so every week um the top 10 fluctuates and it always like that's where I get my ratings for board games. Mm-hmm. So if I am really intrigued in a board game, I'll typically go there to one look at the rating because it has like an audience rating Mm -hmm. uh, where it kind of lines up, but also it tells you how many players is it best typically with. Oh, that's cool. Um, What is the game? What are the components? It'll give you pictures, a description. Sometimes the rules are in there. Um, And even if you have questions on board games, I typically will go there Mm -hmm. and there's forums on all the board games with commonly asked questions. That's cool. I really dig that. 
So, and I think you can add your own, so you can make your own list mm-hmm. of board games and stuff as well. I really like it, um, but it does fluctuate a lot because it's all community based. Yeah, it's not like reviewers are going out reviewing games. Some of them are on there, but a lot of it is community wide. Of this is the top game right now that a lot of people are clicking on and looking at or buying or talking about. And of course, Gloomhaven and Scythe are typically the two <laughs> are some that top don't ones. really change. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, before we get dive into board games, you said reviewers, and it made my brain, my tangent of a brain that jumps on random rabbit trails and is just a chaotic mess of <laughs> chaos and thoughts up in there. Um, did you see the Rotten Tomato reviewer scandal? Or not, scandal's a, a big word reviewer you know thing that just came out is this a, i don't remember what movie it was but is this the one where like someone paid like 40 or 50 plus people to like negatively or positive yeah positively so it wasn't just one movie it was rotten tomatoes basically discovered through investigation that there are multiple like publicity companies um i think there was like two publicity companies or, or it was one or two companies that have been paying people to review movies in like positive or negative ways. And so the, they one movie went from like a 46% to like a 60, 75% movie okay. on Rotten Tomatoes because this publicity co- corporation paid these reviewers to, to review on Rotten Tomatoes. Isn't that crazy? That's awful. Like that, it makes me hesitant to even look at reviews and stuff because it like depreciates the trustworthiness and like journalism almost yeah it was like i saw that and i was like that is that's so weird and fast because like like i don't know yeah it was just crazy so that kind of broke in the last week um but back to board games i just thought that was interesting board so games. i wanted to mention it um something we were kind of talking about today um, and just for your listeners, we are breaking up uh, our conversation uh, in a couple different ways. So we're going to be doing our top five uh, board games, which are like have like a typical board or a version of a board in some capacity. And then we're going to do some card games as well. Um, I don't know about you, Trey. I'm going to say it right now. I did not put like poker games in my card games. I stuck to games that usually like you buy a deck of like a special deck of cards that's what i kind of stuck to um like you can't just use a normal playing card i I don't know about you you may have a completely different then that's kind of what i love about this is you know these actually may not be some of my favorite board games but these some of these are games that i play a lot of um so thought some fun conversations in my card game one i did have just playing cards as one of them just with all the different games there are Mm -hmm. including poker um, because to be honest, that's typically what I pull out more often than anything else, especially fair. with my family. And I'll talk about that, but I think it's also like you brought up a good point with like card games, board games and stuff, but I think we need to put that caveat of some board games have cards to them. A lot of board games have cards to them. And so for us, a board game includes literally that. If there is a board aspect to this game, I'm considering it a board game. Yeah. And like one of mine, 
could honestly teeter both ways. And so, but I included in the board category because of certain elements that I'll kind of talk about a little bit once we get there. Um, but like some of these necessarily aren't my favorite, but they're also like games that I just have fond memories of. So I put them in my top five. Um, okay. But yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll get into it, but let's dive in. Um, if you're ready, I'm ready. Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. Uh, I'm thinking we're going to do one of each. So we're going to start with board. We'll say each day a board game. And trays might be in a particular order. Mine are in no particular order because it's hard to think for me like that. <laughs> I can't. It's hard for me to pick one <laughs> through five sometimes. Um, and then we'll go card and then we'll kind of just jump around. So board game. What is one of your top five board games? I will give you my number one board game. I know this one. You can say, um, it, but I know all this the one. others are not. All the others are not in any particular order. Uh, these are just the games that, as of right now, if I had to only have five board games, these are the fives that I would probably pick out of my closet right oh, now. That's cool. Number one, and this is the number one game, and I think I don't think this will ever change. Is a classic Clue. Yeah, I knew you were gonna say Clue. It's your favorite game. I. I just grew up with this one. This is one, and I know we're going to the games you grew up with uh, section and stuff, but like Clue was one that I always wanted to play because I always wanted to like master it. Yeah. It was something that. Remind I me could, to never play Clue with you logic. because I would lose. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the logic side of Clue. Yeah. And I love trying to piece everything together, not just based off of what I'm trying to tell you or ask you or anything like that, but more so piece things off of other players' turns. And I mm. think that's where the fun of it comes in. Because if you ask me or ask another player a certain three objects, that in itself is a clue. Just like, why are you thinking that way? What things do you have? What things do I know other people have? And then piecing it all together. That is just the funnest thing to me. It is cool. Clue is a fun game. It's a classic game. Um, surprisingly, it's not one of my go-tos. Um, like, it wasn't even one of my go-tos growing up. I'd rather play some other games. Um, but it is a fun one. I think I've grown in appreciation of that game the older I've gotten. Okay. Because um, I think that's, like, that's one game when I was a kid that, like, I wasn't great at, like, sitting still. Because I had so much energy as a kid. And with that, it was hard for me to sit still and like think logically about things. Um, so a game like Clue where you had to sit still and you had to like piece together the puzzle wasn't great for me as a kid because of just my high energy. Um, okay. But I will say I have grown to appreciate it more as I've gotten older. It's fun. It's a great game. I always forget how to play it though. Like when I bust it open, I'm always like, how do I do this again? Like what, is, what does a round look well, like? Clue's also one of those that there's so many different editions, and some of the editions have different ru- rules as well. Yeah. Like different locations, different weapons. And so I always like classic. If you're going to play, just play the original. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Uh, one of my go tos, my family loves this game, uh, and we'll play it a lot, um, is Ticket to Ride. Okay. Yeah, and that's probably one of my actually one of my favorite games because like I just have a lot of fond memories of sitting around a table with my family and and playing Ticket to Ride and just you know doing our routes with our trains. <laughs> now, I, I will interject and say that 
I am weird when it comes to board games. Okay. I will read rule books that I don't own the games for. I love that. And I enjoy that. Heck yeah. I enjoy learning how to play random games. So fun. Even if I don't play them. Yeah. So I know how to play Ticket to Ride. But you've never actually played Ticket to Ride? I have never <laughs> played Ticket to Ride. <laughs> See, Ticket to Ride's a fun one because like the rules are there and like I think 90% of people follow the rules, but there are a couple rules that like people like tweak a little bit, almost like Monopoly. You know, like there is a set rule book for Monopoly, but like no, like I don't think anyone really follows the set rules for Monopoly. It, it ticks me off though that people don't play Monopoly right because <laughs> people complain that Monopoly is this long, tiring game that goes on for days. And it's like, if you literally read the rules and you play by the one rule it says, which is anytime any player lands on a space and if they don't want to buy it, it goes up for auction. The game goes by so much faster. So much faster. Yeah. But no one plays it that way. Yeah, no one ever does. And it's always a forgotten rule. Um, I've actually, I can tell you right now, I've never actually played Monopoly following that rule. <laughs> I've never played a game of the actual board. Like I've played on my phone Monopoly that way before, like once, but I've never actually sat down um, with the the actual board and played that way. So makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we love Ticket to Ride. It's just such a fun game. It's like it's relaxing, and it's also like like you think and strategize, but it's also a game that you're able to like laugh around a table with, you know? Um, yeah. Which is what I love. Um, so yeah, I love that one. All right, card game. What is one of your go-to card games? Ooh. Now, I already said that playing cards was one of them. That's true. So if you'd like so- me to go. And you'd like to expound I, on that. I can change that one, though. No, no, no. So expound. If, I love if we're that. we're not doing... Play- I love it. Well, if we're not doing playing cards, I do have another. That right. was kind of the honorable mention that I had. I love a good honorable mention. Which is... I really like Bang the Card Game. Oh, nice. That's mine. one of mine, too. It's, you introduced it's me to that so game. It's so much fun. I did. Yeah. It's... For those who don't know, because it kind of is an obscure game... I don't think a lot of people really know about it unless you're in that circle. But it is a Western card game made by an Italian developer. So all the cards are in Italian with like English as like a subtext on the card. It's so cool. And it's basically mafia, but with cards in a Western theme. With like very different like... like classes for lack of a better term yeah it's just a fun goofy card game where you're trying to figure out like who people are because it's a mystery so you don't like i think the sheriff's the only person that reveals themselves um but like everyone else you're either an outlaw or renegade or a deputy and the sheriff and you're trying to like figure out who the outlaws are who are the renegades are who who are deputies while drawing cards and playing certain cards and just like shooting each other in this old west standoff and like it's so fun and most of the time you already know who's who and you're just trying to like kill each other yeah like which is still fun so fun but it gets better the more players you have yes like that's one of those games that you can play as like three players and still have fun but you get up to like eight players yeah and it's insane it gets crazy when you have that many players 
Yeah, it's so fun. I remember we played that game on the day of your wedding with all the we groomsmen. Did. There was like eight of us. And it was so fun. We were just laughing and having a great time playing that game. It was so fun. It was great. Like, that's just a fun, just classic game. It is. Yeah. And they have quite a bit of expansions that really add to the game, too, which, for those who don't know, I am a very big expansion-type person. Mm-hmm. If a game has expansion, I have that itch inside of me that needs to have all the expansions. I love expansions. I struggle with that, because not every time do I need every expansion no. to every game. No. But they do make it fun. I, I've gotten... There's one game in particular that I would talk about a little bit because it is in my top five that I've gotten 90% of the expansions for. Um, do I need all of them? Heck no. We don't play this. <laughs> my family does not play this game very often. Like we don't play it enough to justify having all the expansions, but they are still so fun. It's great. <laughs> it's a great time. Um, but yeah, like bang is great. Bang's a great option for any card game so if you're like if you're here listening you're like oh i'm looking for some new board games bang's a great fun can be short board game board card game uh, a normal a normal round of bang if you have just like three or four players probably can go 15 20 minutes yeah like it's not it's not very long i mean the long the more people you add the longer it gets but it's a fun and the more expansions yeah but it's just a fun game it's a good time um Going back to board games, since we both had Bang in ours, in our card games. Um, I'll go first this time. I'm going to get one out of the way that I really enjoy. And that is Catan. Settlers of Catan. All right. Is that the one you had the most expansions for? No. Oh. I've actually probably, out of the games I have listed, have played this one the least. Like I, I played once my freshman year of college and didn't play again until after I graduated college and then played it more in the last, last couple of years. All right. I got a love hate relationship with Catan. Yeah. I mean, it definitely like the more like you play with the more, like the more people you play with the one, the harder it is Two, the more cutthroat I feel like it is. Cause like you get gained up on or nobody wants to make a deal with you. And it's kind of just like, well, I'm going to lose because no one's going to you know, want to negotiate with me. And then, but like <laughs> you play with like less amount of people, they kind of, it kind of forces you to get negotiations going and stuff. But I also feel like when you play with a smaller group, you don't negotiate as much because they're like, no, I see how good you're doing. Like, I'm not going to yeah. negotiate. I'm not going to give you what you need, you know? Yeah. Uh, I've told you, and I think I said it on the other board game episode, but. First time I played Catan, I got screwed over, mm. and it just wasn't fun, so I sat it down, and I played it recently. I've played it actually quite recently now, more times, and I really do enjoy it. Um, it's one that I think I need a little bit more time with to actually truly Same. enjoy and actually would like to buy, but I can see the appeal. It's a fun one, but I think it also depends on who you you play with, because there's, like, there's a friend of ours, Austin... And, like, his family, they can't play that game. Like, it is banned in their household because of just how cutthroat <laughs> it gets. And so I think it, that that's a game that can, depending on who you're playing with and, like, how extreme it is, um, 
it can be very fun and lighthearted or extreme and like chaos, um, which, you know, both can be fun, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's my turn for a board game. Now. It is. Now, this is one that I wouldn't say it's new anymore, which kind of boggles my mind, but I really enjoy it's a um, Kickstarter game and it's called Parks. Oh, you've talked about this one before to me. I've never played it, but it sounds super interesting. Parks is a worker placement where you get two hikers and you have to go down this trail where every trail gives you like a token, like a sun or a water or something. Mm -hmm. And at the very end of the trail, you can buy parks or visit them for points. And you have to use those tokens in order to get them. But the trail changes every single season. So there's four rounds for four seasons. Mm -hmm. And every round you add more to the trail so it gets longer but it also changes like the order of the trail that's cool a lot of fun very very calming game even though it is um competitive because all of the cards and the artwork are beautiful they're drawn by people who went to the local parks Mm mm-hmm and basically just drew something to be a card image. That's awesome. And so all of this is local art. It's really good. Oh, I love really that. Good. That's super dope. Yeah, I love like I love games that have really cool artwork on it. Um or within the game cuz it's just like I love just oh. It makes it just a fun experience, which is all that board games is, it's just having fun with friends and looking at cool things and laughing, yeah. you know, and hanging out and when you have a game that looks beautiful, it helps, you know? Yeah, I will say Parks is one that I bring up to a lot of people who don't like board games, mm. and it's one that they really do enjoy. So if if anyone is just hesitant with board games, that's the one that I pull out. That's cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, moving to card games, I'm going to bring up another one that... Actually, I'm not going to do that one yet. I'm going to do one that we've actually recently gotten back into, which is Magic Magic the Gathering. Yes, magic. So that is a game that I love um, that I got really into um, freshman year, played a little bit of college, and then kind of sophomore, junior year, really got into it. And then just senior year, we played the crap out of magic. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we were, it was almost every night you knew we could go to the second floor lobby and there would be like five, six guys playing magic. Yeah, like we... We would have games going of just like, I think at one point at the height of it, we had a single game that was like eight to 10 people, like large. And it was the worst idea ever. We should not have done that many people in one game because it literally took forever to make, to go around. Um, And it was just so boring at times. We should have split it up to two or three games. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we should have done. But it was still, it was a lot of fun and it was crazy and chaos. But Magic's a fun one. It's super expensive because you have to build your own deck of cards. And so, and you, you can buy packs, but you like, sometimes you're just buying like individual cards because you need specific cards to complete your deck. So it can get very expensive to 
build decks and to like construct them. So that's yeah. that's a bummer about Magic. It's it's not like you buy the game and you can play it, you know, on repeat, which you can, you can do once you have a single deck, but you can't just be like, oh, well, I have one deck. Let's play Magic. It's oh, do you have a deck? Yeah, okay, cool. I have a deck. Let's play Magic. And so yeah. it's hard to introduce people to Magic unless you have multiple decks, which again costs a lot of money. It does, but you and I. Uh, have gotten back into it even yeah. being across the states we found ways to be able to play together and just get back into our magic kind of rhythm um, and that's been a lot of fun i will say magic is on my card list as well Heck yeah um, so i want to actually move to one that is similar to magic but more accessible and that would be smash up okay so i have smash so, up on my list Okay. But I put Smash Up in the board game category because okay. it's technically like in the on the box. I think it says it's a rotating board game because it has the little bases, which I considered boards as a board. So okay, and which I which it can I go either way. It was just large cards. Yeah, so that's that's actually the one I mentioned in the beginning that could go either way because I feel like that could get gotcha. definitely could go in either category almost depending on the way you think about it. Smash up, yeah, yeah. It could it could be a board game. It could, but it might be a stretch. That's one that's but, more you know. accessible, definitely. Because unlike Magic, where you have to buy cards and buy decks, only one person needs to have Smash Up. Yep. So the main game has like six or seven different um, characters, factions. I think it's more like eight, like factions. And the the way the game works is. You pick two factions as a player and you smash them together and you mix the cards up and you're trying to create like a very good cohesive group in order to beat the other players. And there's expansions to it. And so even if you have just an expansion, just an expansion, you can play the game. You don't need the base deck. Yeah, because it comes with bases. It comes with four factions, which you only need two to play like two factions per person. Yeah. So it's pretty dope. And I think one of my favorite memories from college is we would have random smash up nights oh, where so we would fun. play for hours. So fun. And just try random things. So, so that, that one's definitely on my card game. I love that game. Um, so that is actually the game that I have um, a ton of the expansions for. Um, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. Because those games are so cool. And like you said, like the expansions are so interesting. They add really cool elements to the game. And so I like my family played that game a couple times and I and we played in college like all the time my senior year. Like we you introduced me to that game and it was so dope um that we played it and so I just like fell in love with just that game. And so I got a ton of the expansions cuz they add, added some cool things. Um I will say with both Magic and um Smash Up is some of the rules can be a little confusing on the cards because you're you're be. you're reading the cards and like Smash Up knows that and so they say like yeah some of those can be confusing and it like follows and they they kind of give a little formula of like if there's a confusing way to play the rules this is kind of how you resolve it but even that like doesn't like fully help at times so those games are confusing when you're like reading the card and you're like well what does that mean like what is 
this term mean? Because like a lot of those games are based a lot on terminology. And so it can get confusing. I've always <laughs> found with those games, um, Magic, I think most people understand how to like, maybe not how to play Magic, but what it is. And for me, I've realized I have to really know the deck I'm playing. Yeah. I have to do my research in my deck before I can play or else I take forever on a turn mm. just reading the terminology and reading the rules. Yeah. And Smash Up's the same way where I might not have to do a lot of research with it, but if I sit down and say, like, okay, these are the two that I want to play with, I sit there and I read through the cards and I'm like, okay, do I know what each of these cards does? Yeah. And there might be one or two that I don't, and that's when I look it up before I start playing. Yeah, I've definitely done that too. The hard part is when I play a card and I think I know what it means, and then somebody else goes, no, oh, no, I read that differently. And it's like, well, yeah. what? Okay, how how do we resolve this? That we each are reading the same card, but we're interpreting it very, like not very differently, but just differently. So the, that's, that's always... where I like Board Game Geek. Yeah, and so I'm glad you mentioned that because I was like, okay, cool, like, Games like Smash Up and and Magic, like that would be so cool to be able to look like a place to look those up because sometimes you Google it and like the fan like sometimes like they'll have a fan like Smash Up has fandom like a fandom page, yeah and like but sometimes it's not helpful because it's like oh what no is it that? just reads yeah it just shows yeah. you the card and it's like oh that's not that's not great um but yeah and I feel like Smash Up's one of those games that not everyone might know what the actual formula like how the games play what's the goal so do you want to explain that yeah i mean it's a little hard i recommend like looking it up if you're interested because it can it can be a little confusing when you just hear it without like the cards in front of you um but basically you are like like trey mentioned you're building a deck using two factions um and which factions can include anything from like tornadoes to sheep to aliens, to pirates, to dinosaurs, it can be literally anything. Yeah, Caleb, um, our friend, would always do tornado sheep. No, uh, he, when I played with him, it was Sharknado. He also did Sharknado. Yeah. He finally got the sheep expansion. I thought, nice, and he did that one. And the idea is like these factions have different things. So like tornadoes can move your cards around the map, mm-hmm. whereas the sheep was like. You lay a sheep and you get another sheep or oh, something that's fun. like that. And you just keep adding. And so you can just keep moving your characters all around. And huh. Yeah, I've never played with sheep. And that's what makes like getting the expansions fun with this game because they're each one are different and play very differently. And so it's like, oh, it's so cool. Like, that's so different. That's so interesting. Uh, some of them are just weird and like super convoluted. Um, did you did you know that they have a Disney Smash Up uh, expansion now along with a Marvel? That's cool. That's super fun. I didn't know that one. Huh. I'll probably have to get it. <laughs> yeah, I went to my local board game shop and I saw it there. I was like, what? That's cool. That's super fun. Um, but basically, once you make your little deck, there like are like what's called bases in the middle of the table between everyone. And those have a number. It's called like a busting number. And you basically put down your little minions. And so to bust the base. And so it's kind of a complicated game that you have in front of you, but that's a very basic gist of it. Um, so it's, you're probably like, what the heck is Tim talking about? This sounds so weird and I don't get it at all. Look it up. It's cool. It's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I love board It's games. one that if you have a party of like just three or more people, 
pull it out and you're going to have fun. Yeah, like you're going to laugh because you can do the, the most zany combinations. Like I really love um, doing dragon tricksters is a fun one. Like <laughs> so there's a the deck is dragons and then there's like tricksters, like leprechauns and gnomes. And so it's just super fun and zany. Like sh- like we mentioned, our friend Caleb does Sharknado or shark sh- or uh, Tornado Sheep and things like that. Like you just get yeah. fun random combos that are just weird and zany. So it's just a great oh, time. All right. So where were we? Heading back to board games, which I only have two of because Smash Up I put in the board game category and not All the right. card game. Then I'll, I'll go with one then. So... I think you played this one once with me and I can tell you, I can probably count on my hands on both of my hands, how many times I've played this game and yet it's still on my top five games. Okay. Star Wars rebellion. That is a fun game. I have played that game. I think once maybe twice, twice. Cause me and you, we and you played it once and then me and my buddy played it once. It's long. It is a like, long that's game. That's the reason I've I don't play it that, it that much. Uh, Star Wars Rebellion, it's exactly what you think it is. Uh, one person plays as Empire. One person plays as the Rebellion. And you're just trying to survive if you're the Rebels. And the Empire is trying to find you and kill you. Yeah. It is the most stressful game I've ever played. Like board <laughs> game. Because if you're the Rebel, like the Rebellion... You don't have many pieces on this board, which is giant of the galaxy, and you're hiding on one of the planets, and you're just trying to survive, trying to do some like minor goals in order to help just wait it out until the end of the game. Whereas the Empire, you feel powerful. You have so many pieces on the board, and yet it comes down to the like the last round every single time. <laughs> it's, That's so awesome. Oh, such a good game. But it's it's about a four hour game. Only yeah. two players. Four hours. One of those hours, maybe at another hour, is set up and tear down. Yeah, that makes sense. Like that just it seems like it's just a long game to set up and like Yeah, and like explain the rules and everything. But it's super fun and it seems super dope. So that's a good one. That is a really good one. I don't have a lot of experience with that one though. Um the one I put down is I really enjoyed the game of a uh, pandemic. Ooh, yeah. Pandemic. So a cooperative game. So that's four player cooperative game where you're trying to, you know, stop the pandemic that hit Earth, which is now <laughs> far more uh, real because of COVID. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Every time I play that game now, we name the viruses. Oh, nice. You name so one of them is always COVID yeah. now every time I play with people. Yeah. I mean, it's hard not but, to. That's a fun one. I like it, games that you work together to beat the game. Like exactly. when the game actually fights against you. Like I think games like that are cool. Um, and so that one's kind of can be a long game depending on your roles, um, like your dice rolls. Um, the hard part with that game. Oh, wait. Are there dice rolls in that game? It, it's more every time... Every round, you have to pick two cards to see where yeah, the, that's right. the virus lands. That's what it is. And so that and one so can get like, crazy depending. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the hard part about that game is there's a lot of ways to lose. Um, yes. And only and the one, more players you have, the harder it yeah, is. Yeah. And only one way to win. So, yeah, that one gets crazy. Um, 
I will say though, what's hard about that game is like you're supposed to like shuffle the like the different roles that each player has, um, and like draw at random. But that can make the game so difficult because if you get like there are really like three roles that you really need to win. Like most of the time. Yeah, like there are three roles that like, okay, you kind of need these to win. But like if you don't get those roles, you're like, okay, this is gonna be stupid difficult. Because there's like one role you're able to like pass cards to like anyone, like no matter where you're at, like that's a special talent. And like, and if you don't have that talent, you have to like get next to each other to pass a card. And it's like, oh, dang, like this is going to like, if you don't have that person, it's so difficult to, to do that. And so, but that's a fun game. I really like that one. Um, Yeah. I find that game really fun. And it's also just fun laughing and strategizing with your team and everything me and my wife are going through the the legacy version of pandemic oh nice which is a lot of fun it it definitely has a really good storytelling aspect to Uh it and it adds more to the game like the base game yeah so i would highly recommend it to anyone but it kind of leads me to my next board game though okay because my next one i've played the legacy version which was so much fun i think i know which game you're gonna talk about but the original game is just fun as well, and that's Betrayal in the House of the Hill. That was my last board game I had on my list. <laughs> it, man, Betrayal in the House of the Hill, it it has the theme down. Yeah, like, 100%. For those who don't know Betrayal, um, it is it is a game that you play as a cooperative game to start with. You all walk into a mansion and you build this mansion while looking around for just items and stuff. And then when you pick up too many items, the game changes. Yeah. And now a hard shift. It's like there's 50 different scenarios, so 50 different game shifts. I think there's more than 50 In, now. With the expansions, yes. Yeah, it's crazy. And like one of them could be randomly one of the characters turns into a mermaid and is trying to flood the entire mansion and kill everyone. Yep. And so now one player becomes the betrayer or the mermaid in that scenario and is trying to flood the rest of the characters. Or one of my favorites was one character is an actual evil scientist has shrunk down the rest (laughs) of the characters and they're being chased by cats now. So now you have the betrayer controlling cats that are chasing the other characters around the mansion and there's ways to win and stuff like that. But every time I, I don't think I've ever played with two of the same scenarios, to be honest. I, so I think I have one time, but we, I think purposely switch, tried to switch it or something, which I think screwed up the game. If I'm being honest, because it does depend on which room you're in, which items you have. It does. And so like, and if you don't have those items, you're like really banking on luck. Um, but that game is awesome. And something I love about that game, one is like cooperative. Even when there's a betrayer, like it's still cooperative because the rest of the players are still working together. And I think yeah. there even are some scenarios where there is no betrayal and the game just fights you. Like, yes, there are. Some yeah. Scenarios which like is, it's so fun. And I do love that that game is different each time you play it. Like you can play that game five times in a row and you're most likely not going to get the same mansion layout. Actually, I can guarantee you if you shuffle the tiles, 
you will not get the same mansion layout as well as you will get a completely different story because of the the mechanics of like the charts and everything yeah. and how what happens when the betrayer is revealed and so it's just and so even fun if, even if you get the same scenario the mansion is different every single time yeah. because you're building the mansion during the game and i will say that game as much as i love it it doesn't get out on the table as much because there's times that game can go on for two hours there's times it can go on for 20 minutes. Yeah. It's really hit or miss. And it sucks when one player kind of gets taken out of the game or is too far away from anyone else. And then it just feels like you're wasting your turn. It's not. Yeah. Really and you feel fun. like you're not helping the team. Yeah. And it's also like. So there's some hit or miss there. Yeah. I will say, like, I do love playing this game, but I will say, like, it's also a game that doesn't hit the table very often for me because it can get really spooky. Um, yeah. and so like a lot of them are goofy and like you said, like you get shrunken down by cats or like one of you turns into a dragon and is like trying to eat you alive or like, there's like, there is some goofy ones in there. Like you're controlling plants or whatever, but there's also some creepy ones. So depending on your like beliefs and your, um, you know, for lack of a better word disposition, um, it's a game that some people have just a tendency to, to avoid at times. Um, yeah. And like, rightly so some, some of the things are spooky in it. And so there are certain ones that I don't like to play. And so the bummer is like, if you get those certain ones after you've put 20 or so 40 minutes into the game, it's like, Oh crap. Like I don't want to play that one. Yeah. And so it's hard to have that happen, you know? Um, so that's another reason it doesn't hit the table very often. What? But what you could do instead is buy the Scooby-Doo version because there's a Scooby-Doo edition. That's fun. To portrayal in the House of the Hill. I did not know there's a Scooby-Doo edition. I love that. That makes me there so is, happy. I think it only has 25 scenarios. Still, I don't care. That's but awesome. I think they're all based off of Scooby-Doo villains. Honestly, I may get that because of I love <laughs> betrayal that much. And I like if that gets me the ability to play it more, heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, was that your last board game on your list? Uh, that was my last board games on my list. I'll just go ahead and say my last one then while we're just in the board games. My last one is Everdale. Everdale. So Ever- Everdale is one that it's a newer one that I bought. Lots of expansions that I don't have yet. But it's basically you play as little critters in the forest and you're just trying to go to a festival and you're trying to earn the most points. And so your cards that you have basically help gain more resources and more material, but you also place your worker on areas to get more resources and materials. So it's kind of like a worker placement and card drafting game. Okay. And what's really nice about this one is you play at your own pace. So I could be playing with four people, but I could finish the game five or six rounds before you even get to the finish. Oh, interesting. So it has four seasons, and whenever you are done with your worker placement, you just finish the season, and you do your finish the season like events and stuff. And then your next turn, you're on season two. Hmm. But... 
player number three could still be on season one, depending on how they're playing the game and how they're moving their workers. Yeah. So I've never played it where it's been like six rounds. Yeah. Uh, away someone has been it's always been like one or two but it's really nice not having that feeling that you have to rush yeah to finish the game it's more of no if i can take my time and actually like work on my strategy then i'm gonna do that that's cool it's it's been a lot of fun that's super fun i haven't really heard of that game at all um so but it sounds interesting i like games that are interesting i might honestly like one of the other games you mentioned park parks i might actually pick that up because that actually sounds super relaxing and so i like I like games that are new to me, like that are other people really enjoy, you know? It's so, like Everdale sounded interesting. Yeah. Well, those are my top board games. As of now, there's a few games that I'm watching on Kickstarter. Okay. To see if they're going to be fun. One's called like race the bear mountain or something. Huh. It reminds me of parks. It's all about camping and hiking. I like bears. And you want to be the first one up the mountain, but there's bears that will scare you down the mountain. <laughs> That's fun. I like bears. Um, I'm keeping an eye on it. It's the first time this couple has made a board game, and so I don't really want to pour money into it mm-hmm. without knowing if it's actually good or if they're going to actually go through with it. That makes sense. So keeping an eye out on, on that one. Yeah. But... Did you have any other card games? Yeah, I actually have three more card games. Um, All right, go ahead. Yeah, so one of mine, so this is my family's probably favorite game. Like, um, like we actually played this the other day, and it's Five Crowns. Um, okay. I actually, I, I think I bought this one for you for Christmas last year. Um, you did? Yeah, so this one's a really fun one. Um, And so it's basically like you're going for like three of a kind or um like basically a straight um like th- but through three cards and you play 13 rounds and each time your hand gets bigger so it starts off you start off with three you don't play 13 rounds you play 10 rounds and you start off with three card like three cards until you get to 13 cards um super fun like another game where you're kind of just joking around and laughing with people um but yeah like i really love that game i think it's super fun I've really enjoyed Five Crowns as well. It's one of those trick-taking card games that my family just loves to play where there's like trump cards and strategy every round Mm -hmm. and you're trying to kind of screw over the other person even if it screws over you. Yeah. Or like there's nothing worse than like when you're like on like round five and like somebody goes out within the first like two rounds and you have nothing. And you're just like, great, like, screw you. Like, yeah. you just screwed up my entire, like, I'm going to gain so many points. Because it's also the type of game where you want, like, no points. Like, that's how you win is you have low points. And so, it's just super fun. And, like, it's a good time. So, um, and how many card games do you have left, by the way? I have two more. Oh, perfect. So do I. So, my other one is a two-player only, probably the best two-player game I've ever played. And I have to give it to, I think it was Wes Wilson that actually got me into this game. And it is Seven Wonders. Oh, I've heard of that game. The dual one, basically, you have to build your city. And there's three ways to win as you're building a city. And I call it a card game. Because it's like these mini cards and you're kind of drafting your city. Okay. 
So you don't ever have like a deck in your hand. They're always on the board, but you're drafting the cards in front of you. That's cool. And you can win by either building up your military, so drafting all these military cards and basically overthrowing the other person. You can win like that at any time in the game. Mm -hmm. You can win by scientific, so you can win by getting six tokens that are on cards and tokens. If you have six different ones, you automatically win scientifically. Hmm. And then the last way is by points. And so the more points you earn, the more gold you earn at the very end of the game, you tally it up and that's how you, you win. In all of my time playing, I don't think I, no, my wife has beaten me multiple times militarily, but all the other times has been by points. Oh, interesting. And so what's hard about the game is you have to constantly be thinking ahead that if the other player does something, you're like, crap, I can't do that now adjust oh interesting it's it's one of those type especially with the military because military like you could lose the game within maybe seven rounds if you're not paying attention okay and even if you are trying to go for points and you notice that the military is starting to come down on you Uh and you have that you can get one of the military cards to try to readjust it but then you lose out on the points Ooh. so it's one of those that you have to like pay attention on what you're doing yeah that's interesting that sounds fun i like games where you have to like balance multiple things even though sometimes they're hard and i have to be in the right mindset for them because i don't always i'll also say it's a quick game oh that's like cool 30 minutes almost every time that's dope i really like that um my next game is also a quick game because it goes by super quick. And that's Exploding Kittens. <laughs> Ooh, Exploding Kittens. I almost put this one on. Yeah, like it's just a fun like game that like it's just like, oh, like this is literally takes like a, a minute to play. At most like five. And you just play and then you're just like, oh, you know, you died. You died. I died. You win. You know, like it's just like, yeah, it's so fun. So I really like that one. Um, what is your last so my last one is not one that I've played really a lot at all, but one that I want to play more of. Mm-hmm. And that's Dominion. I've heard of that game. My friends played a lot of that game. I've never played that game. Dominion is a deck builder. One of the best deck builders of all time. I heard it's super complicated and massive. <laughs> the base game, I wouldn't say it is, but it has almost 11 expansions that by the time Holy you have crap. them all can get up yeah. there. But it's one that I want to play more of because I think if I can really get into it and have someone else get into it with me, it would be one that I probably would play way, way more and always put up on the table because deck builders are just one of those type of games that I always go back to because it's always different. Yeah, I love that about games, like games like that. Like that's probably one of my favorite things. Like that's why I really love like Magic and like Betrayal, um, Smash Up. Like there, it's always just feels like a new game. And so, when it's hard to like, when other games just like feel the same way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my last card game is a classic card game, and that's Uno. Uno. Yeah. Uno. Uno. I love Uno. <laughs> uh, I think it's really fun. So. 
but yeah, that's a <laughs> no need to explain who knows. Yeah, I was about to go into a, an explanation, but like I think everyone's played or know of Uno. Um, I think it's Uno is just a classic, like fun. You get to mess around and just have a good time with, you know. Like it's just yeah, and there's yeah. so many different versions of Uno now too. Yeah, which is always fun. Um. Well, we were going to get into more. Like, we're going to get into some games that maybe we wanted to play and some, like, games we grew up with. But we're kind of running out of time. Let's let's do one game that you want to play more of, though. Or one game that you've never played that you've been wanting to play. Heck, yeah. Uh, would you like to go first? Sure. Um, mine is one that I don't think I'll ever play in my entire life. Mostly because I have no one that would want to play it with me. <laughs> um. This game is called Twilight Imperium. Yes, we've talked about this one before. Yeah. Twilight Imperium. And this is in the same vein as like the Dune game as well. It is a political espionage risk-esque just space battle with just a lot of politics. Yeah, like massive games. Yeah, it's... Like your entire dining room table type game. Yeah. Where you need at least minimum four players, if not up to eight. And it's all about making deals with each other. And can I go into your space region to go mine this thing? Or can we trade this for this? And from what I've been told, the game can last on average. Like this is the average time. Probably six hours. Yeah, like that makes sense with that game, hundred percent. And the max I've seen is like close to twelve. Yeah, hundred. Yeah, like it's insane. Um, I don't think I'll ever play it, but I want to. I would love to play that game too. Like, just take a day, and just like, all right, we're gonna spend the entire day playing Twilight Imperium. Like, it, that just sounds so fun to me. Um, a game that I want to play more. Of, I've only actually played it once, and it's a little complicated to get into. Like your first couple times playing it, but uh, Villainous. Villainous is fun. Yeah, like it's kind of it's a fun like you're competing against other people, but you're doing your own set of challenges with your own board, and so it's kind of super interesting. And there's a lot of expansions you can get too, which is really cool. So that's a game like it was really confusing when we first I first played it, and it's a lot to keep track of. You know, like when you're playing, it is. And so like because like other people are doing their own thing, and you're trying to figure out what you need to do, and so it's a lot to like follow um, at times. But that is a game that I would like to play more of um i think we should definitely next not maybe not next time but you know on a, a different podcast a different episode talk about some other games that we want to play more of and some games we grew up playing because i i think it'd be fun talk about continue the board yeah, game conversation absolutely maybe by then we'll have some new board games we can yeah. talk because i am like i said i'm eyeing some kickstarters i'm eyeing some uh new games that were released there's because i'm i feel like i'm getting that board game itch yeah there's a game i actually wanted to get um that came out recently it's called doomlings and i think it's by the creators of like unstable unicorn and exploding kitten all oh that. that's with all the dinosaurs right uh yeah it's like there's like extinct creatures like dinosaurs and there's like different like catastrophes that can strike um and so it's kind of this like melodramatic goofy card cardboard game-esque um gotcha. yeah it seems super fun and like kind of goofy um so that game seems awesome and kind of again kind of that goofy kind of board game which is right up my alley 
Um, the the one that I'm thinking of was Happy Little Dinosaurs. Yes, I've heard of that one. I don't know anything about it besides the name, though. That one is from Unstable Unicorns. Yes, I was thinking and of a that different one's one. all about. It's all about the disaster that kills the dinosaurs, <laughs> and you need to be the last one alive, smiling. That's funny. So it's kind of similar <laughs> yeah. to Doomlings, um, I think so. but a little different. Because I think Doomlings is like a ton of natural disasters and like catastrophes, while Happy Little Dinosaurs is just about the meteor shower that killed yeah. the meteor that killed all the dinosaurs. So. But yeah, so I love board games. I think they're super fun. Um, but this has been a great episode. This has been fun. Yeah, and it's been fun talking to you about board yeah. games. We do episodes. We try to we try to release every, uh, episodes every Monday. Sometimes it's hit or miss depending on life and our and busyness because we all know that life can get busy. And I don't know about Trey, but I'm in a little bit of a chaotic season, so life can get a little busy. Um. But we love talking about geeky things, and we do that together. And we love to include you in the conversation. So please follow us on social media and send us messages and you know different topics you want us to talk about and different things that you think we should discuss in this geeky podcast and this geeky world we live in because we love doing it and we love hanging out. And yeah, share it with this podcast with your friends and your neighbors and your local barista, especially your local geek. Because you know. It's all geek to me. 